0: Welcome back. Congrats on successfully avoiding World War III for yet another week. And as a reward, we have two awesome interviews that we have lined up for you today. First up, we got Chu Taylor, former Marine, channeled his emotions and his experiences from his first deployment into an awesome song that we'll sample for you later. And then after that, we have Floor Remington, who, when we recorded this episode, was the Miss Spirit of the Empire State but since then has gone on to win the Miss Spirit of the USA title. So we congratulate her for that, and we thoroughly hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to The Smoke Pit. Today joining us, we have Chu Taylor. Uh, he has put out a fantastic song recently that has really resonated with, uh, with a lot of service members, particularly those who uh, served overseas in Operation Iraqi Freedom. It was sent to me by a friend of mine that I served with, and it, uh, it really struck a chord. So we, we knew we had to have him on the, the show. We'll, uh, we'll play a sample for you here at the end of the interview. But first and foremost, we wanted to say uh, to you, Taylor, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, when did you join the Marine Corps? I joined in 2003. And um, when did you uh, get sent overseas and what unit were you with?
1: Uh, my first tour. Uh, was 04 and I went over with um with uh second TSB.
0: Well, salt dog. I, I heard you say your first tour, so uh, I'm guessing that you went over more than once.
1: Yeah, I got four total through the oh, Iraq and understand
0: straight up salt dog. Love to see it. So, was your uh, was your song um mainly about your first deployment or was it just kind of an amalgamation of all your experiences put together?
1: Actually, it was just, just about the first deployment.
0: Okay. Uh, there, there's a line in there where it says that you're 19 and you were getting mortared. And I was like, that's exactly how I got my combat action ribbon <laughs> in that exact uh, circumstances. So, you know, that, that really hit a note with me. And uh, would you tell us what your MOS was and what you, a little bit about what your first deployment looked like?
1: Uh, we were, I was motor T. Um, so my first deployment was in support of uh, Phantom Fury. So we pretty much just, you know, as we did. We was running, running in back and forth to uh, Ramadi and Fallujah. And um, after everything happened, we were, we was uh, attached to mortuary affairs and we was uh, assigned with the job of cleaning up the city of the dead bodies, of uh, their dead bodies. And we, um, we took them back to the potato factory. Um, and that's what it was, potato factory. We took it back there and um, mortuary affairs processed the bodies and then we took them out to, to the graveyard and we buried them. Uh, we buried them facing Mecca and all that, so it's respectable. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was about.
0: So, you uh, it sounded like you did that uh, Route Michigan Grand Prix between uh, Ramadi and Fallujah, a just miserable stretch of highway.
1: That's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, uh, I spent a lot of my second deployment uh, on on that stretch, but you know, going back in between Fallujah and Ramadi and um, Habania and TQ and, and all that.
1: That's right, man. That's right.
0: So um, how long have you uh, been uh, composing music?
1: Yeah, I've been composing music since about 2010, uh, seriously. So I've been doing it for a while now, probably about 12 years.
0: And uh, is this your your first song about your military experience, or is this something that that you've had experience with?
1: Oh no, actually, I got some experience with it. Um, I've been doing music. I started off pretty heavy back in uh, 2014, and I had a pretty good run where I was uh, opening up for a lot of people, opening up for Gucci and uh, Plies and Kevin Gates, Twenty One Savage, a lot of rappers that um people would know. I got some videos that's out now on um on YouTube. Everything is on uh um um it's Matthew two oh five so this is where you can find me at Matthew 205 M A T T C H U two zero five uh, if you search me at on um YouTube. But uh but yeah so I've been doing it for a while. Got a I got a little catalog there. You can kind of see and catch up by stopped for a minute to um to kind of get my life together with my wife and uh I got married and I bought a house and recently had a son. So just been trying to get this stuff taken care of. And so I felt like I had more time to get back out and start doing more music. So now I'm doing it again.
0: Well, it's great to hear. We, uh, we we definitely appreciated hearing uh, your song. And so what was kind of the catalyst that made you want to write this song about this you know, very unique experience that only... You know, a handful of of uh, Marines and, and soldiers got to experience during this conflict.
1: Uh, actually actually, a good friend of mine, Barrett Trevor Barrett, he, uh, him and uh, James Gary, they uh, was putting together a little uh, documentary about the potato Factory, and it um, once we got together and start doing it, actually got uh, Silent Edge entertainment uh, level eight films that's who, who's doing the, the production for it and uh we we all sat down and did like documentaries and when we sit down to the, the documentaries a lot of the stuff started coming back and um a lot of emotions to start filling again and I kind of can compartmentalize them now and uh can can kind of think about it and um so i, I mean i was just inspired from that to to do a a single um to see to see how it comes out
0: well, I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, where can people find your uh, your single Potato Factory?
1: It's actually out everywhere. It's uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, TikTok. You know, pretty much wherever you find it. It's Chu Taylor Potato Factory. Ain't nothing too special about the spelling. C H U Taylor T A Y L O R Potato Factory.
0: You gotta you gotta get that song on uh, on TikTok so that way we can start doing a, uh, a like a nostalgia trend.
1: Yeah, it's on. It's actually it's on TikTok. I, I just don't have a TikTok account. I'm gonna have to create one, I guess, so I can um, put it up there. But it's, it's 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 actually on TikTok.
0: Oh, fantastic! Then so um, everyone, make sure that you go and check out uh, Chew Taylor on Spotify uh, Apple, Apple music and, uh, YouTube and everything else. So if, if you had to say what, um, what misconceptions about that kind of deployment or that kind of work have you come across and like, what, what would you want people to really know about the experience that you had and, you know, the, the Marines that you served with in that environment?
1: I guess, mis- uh, first part of misconceptions is that, you know, people might not know that we really handle you know their bodies with dignity like we um we weren't just um mistreating the people the dead you know we 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 had respect for the dead uh the guys that i served with you know that that tour definitely changed us all we all came home different um we are definitely grown men and uh but because of the guys who were with there with me was you know we was able to make it um a little easier for us, so we was able to. Still now, we're able to talk about it, and even and, though um, and, know, it's been almost twenty years, the movie, too, the movie's is going to come out in twenty twenty four at the uh, the twenty year, the twenty year um, anniversary of Potato Effect.
0: Uh Is that going to be a uh, a screening or a coincide with a film festival, or is it just something that that's just getting?
1: Yeah, that's right. You're gonna have it coincide with the film festival, uh, as well as uh they're gonna do the screening and we're gonna try to to uh right now I think they're looking at Netflix, uh and um one other um uh streaming platform to put it on. But uh but I'm pretty sure we have more out by it soon. I'm kinda like the first uh like starter promotion of it. Um yeah. just because yeah, I just wanted to do my thing with it because I, I, I just felt so passionate about it and um i was ready for the world to hear it, so i released it
0: and we're, we're certainly glad that you did and we're very fortunate to come across it and be able to bring that to our listeners so uh do you have any uh parting thoughts or final uh reflections any saved rounds before we let you get out of here
1: um no nah, nothing really man just um just check me out everywhere um uh Choo taylor 205 or um matthew 205 on um uh, youtube but everywhere else is just Chu taylor instagram um you know hit me up i'll hit you back talk i talk back ain't scared to
0: <laughs> fair enough all right so um fair winds following seas we'll see you next time here in the smoke pit and everyone stick around and enjoy the sampling of the potato factory by chew taylor
1: all right brother take care take pictures talking about yc Half of us lost our mind, potato factory. That's where we brought the bodies back, right in the Leaf. Over 600 of them, I had to find my peace. Found a space where I could stay to put my mind at ease. Still fighting demons, wish they rest in peace. Well, welcome
0: to the Smoke Pit. We have a fantastic guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: My name is Fleur Remington. I'm from Western New York, and I'm currently the Miss Spirit of the Empire State.
0: Fleur Remington is, is, is that your birth name or does, does that sound like uh like a stage name? Like you're like, oh, I'm moving to New York and I need a <laughs> name than, you know, Gabby McGiffords.
2: No, that is, that is my birth name. Um, my mother is an immigrant from France. Yeah. So Fleur is French for flower. Yeah. Um, and so that's part, part of my namesake is coming from that.
0: And so she came to America and found somebody with the most American last name, Remington.
2: Yes. yes, absolutely. Yep. And funny enough, he's primarily English, you know, the French and the English, you know, that whole history.
0: Yeah. You know, they, uh, they, they kind of squash it within the last hundred years, but before that it was quite tumultuous. So.
2: Right. It's a lot better now. We're good.
0: Obviously. <laughs> so, uh Tell us a little bit about um, the, uh, the, the title that you uh, were awarded.
2: So I am part of the Spirit organization, and primarily it's based off of your community service yeah. and what you do to benefit others around you. Uh, it still has the typical things in pageantry. You know, you, you get to wear a swimsuit, you get to wear a gown, there's interview. It's a lot of fun but I really enjoy it because of the fact that it's based off of what you're doing to help others around you. Um, and and so I actually have the platform of veteran suicide awareness and veteran assistance. So if, even if I didn't have the title or was working in pageantry, I would still do the things I do. It's kind of an extra, I guess you'd say the cherry on top for everything I do in my life.
0: Um, makes sense. And, um, how did uh, how did you become so uh, involved in that? Because I, I I try to remind veterans I was like, look, there's there's more causes than than just us. And granted, I've de- dedicated a fair amount of my life since leaving the military to those issues. But you know, I'm still sympathetic to you know the the orphan puppies and you know saving the whales. So like, uh, <laughs> how did how did you come to uh, feel so strongly about these issues?
2: Uh, my best friend, he's been in the Marine since 2007. He just Salt made staff- dog. Yeah, he just made Staff Sergeant, which I'm really proud of him for. Um, but we were, you know out in the town one night, we get home and he kind of just has a little bit of a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, and I, I'd never that was the one and only time I've ever seen him cry was that one time. And he really displayed some emotions and things to me that I never thought, I never thought that he would want to take his own life. Yeah. And some of the, obviously some of the reasons were the things that he experienced overseas and the things that occurred there. Um, and his actually his platoon sergeant made a documentary called Project 22.
0: Project 22.
2: Yep. Uh, It used to be on PBS. I don't know if you can still watch it online. That was probably, oh my God, four or five years ago.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we can find it.
2: uh, (laughs) So with having a conversation with him and then reaching out to Danny, his platoon sergeant and watching the documentary, I had no idea of the lack of help a lot of veterans didn't have. Yeah. and the fact that the VA isn't as great as it likes to be.
0: Yeah. We, um, we have found that there is a uh, plethora of resources out there. There are tons and tons and tons of nonprofits, but see, the thing is, is that veterans are buckshotted all across the country and all across the world where there may not be those great resources in areas that are not particularly as populous. And furthermore, The veterans who are lived there may not know about those. And then you have the further complication of actually getting them to admit that they need help and then getting them to walk through the door, which are Mm -hmm. two separate problems. And then what I see to be the hardest thing is consistency, because it's a great thing to do to admit that you need help. It's a great thing to do to take that first appointment, but to go in and actually put the work and try to make the small adjustments in your life, that can be difficult when you're dealing with a lot.
2: Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Uh, a couple years ago, I was actually volunteering with the state troopers at the Erie County Fair. And there was another booth right next door called Western New York Heroes. And the one trooper I was with, he actually served with the founder in the Army. Yeah. So that was kind of my tie into starting volunteering for them and spreading the word of Western New York Heroes because they not only do they help with those who are struggling mentally, they will help with finances. They'll help you find a house. They'll give you a car. They also do a service animal program where That's even fantastic. Like some shelters will actually donate animals to this program and they will train them for free for veterans. Oh, no wow. cost at all.
0: It's fantastic. Is, yeah. And what was the name of that again?
2: It's Western New York heroes.
0: Okay. So, uh, if you, um, are in the region, uh, you know, please, please look that up. And then also, if you are not in that region, uh, there's probably a chance that there is something comparable Mm
1: -hmm. somewhere
0: around you. So, um, you know, uh, guys and gals out there, let's, uh, let's put a little bit of effort into doing the research because you may not necessarily need the help, but sometimes, uh, you know, I'll get a message from someone and the fact that I would just happen to be aware of a program is, you know, that, uh, proverbial, you know, socks and Motrin, that I can give yeah. that individual, uh, yeah, yeah. And then they can do the work from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I found that there, there are some in bigger cities, but here I live in a very rural area. Um, there's a very small VA hospital here, but it's not one you could walk into and be like, hey, you know, I'm not really feeling my best. It's, it's more so for those who have to stay in the hospital and need the medical care constantly. Um, so everyone's got to drive at least an hour, which for some, if they don't have a vehicle, they don't have that transportation. It's hard for them to get. And a lot of us here still don't have internet. So there's no way for us to even research these programs. My parents' house didn't have internet for over 30 years. They just got it. Oh, wow. (laughs) They just got it. And there's also no cell signal in some spots. So it's, it's a little tough when you do need help. Yeah, there's there's no way to access it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And um, some of the things that I've heard from people who are in circumstances like that is that they had to just drive to the pub- the public library, and use one mm. of the, the free access computers there. Uh, or, I mean, some people have even uh, driven to Wawa and connected to the Wi-Fi that they have at you know the store and right. they're researching their benefits, trying to file their claims there. <laughs>
2: Right, yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't I don't think some people realize that the internet is literally it's a utility. It's like your electrics like you heat your heat, you need that that resource to live your life and to even do your job or get the help you need.
0: Yeah, in today's day and age, uh, that's quite the way that it is. So um, what are you what are you active in now?
2: So right now, I'm actually participating in a fundraiser for Operation Buildup which is a non for profit based out of Rochester, New York. Um, and a friend of mine who is the general manager for the firing pin, um, he's put it together with his, his buddy, Pat, who is also a veteran. Um, they did something similar last year. They actually had an in-person fundraiser to benefit Mission 22, but due to the COVID, um, yeah. <laughs> things couldn't be done in person this time around. Um, so it, it is their second annual, uh, 22 to none fundraiser, but it's, it's going to be virtual. Um, there's a 2k or 5k depending on, you know, how athletic you, you, you really want to be <laughs> uh, this, uh, this coming, uh, Saturday on the 14th. Um, and you can still sign up. Uh, I can gladly send you the link if you'd like to share um, you can still sign up. you can donate. I have uh, a team myself that it's just me right now, which yeah. is great. But <laughs> it's what uh, it, it's uh, the little things that I try to do to benefit others around me. Um, and I do focus a lot on my my vets. I love my veterans. I love uh, my law enforcement, uh, but i will I'll do anything for anyone, honestly. If you need help, I'll help you. I'll do whatever I can.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very admirable. And, uh, where, where can people uh, find you then?
2: Um, I have, I have my Instagram account, um, at Fleur Renee Claire. Uh, I also have a website, which is fleurremington.com where you can find my email and email me. Okay. Um, I also, ha- I also have my pageant <laughs> Facebook page, Miss Spirit. <laughs> Miss Spirit of the Empire State 2020, which is everything on there is public. So if you want to message me, post something on there, it's it's all there.
0: Oh, well, that that's fantastic. Um, have you um have you felt that you've had any uh, misconceptions uh, dispelled or any suspicions confirmed uh, when it came to regards when you first started doing those kind of things, based on or compared to the knowledge uh, base that you have now?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Um, I've learned a lot over the past four or five years, um, that I've it been goes doing quickly, like- doesn't it? it. It goes so fast. I had no, I, I mean, I'm 25. That doesn't seem old to some, but for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was 16, like five minutes ago. What in the world <laughs> happened? Um, I've learned a lot in the past four or five years. There's, there's so much in the world around us. And, um, I, th- I think it's all about growing and learning from those experiences. Yeah. If, if I did have a misconception about something, I was like, all right, this I guess this is different than what I expected, but I'm still going to take from it what I can. And if it's not what I want to continue to do anymore, I will put my energy towards something else that's going to benefit myself mentally and spiritually, but the other, others around me as well.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can definitely agree with that. I have found that uh, when I first started doing this, I kind of had the misconception that it was just like, you know, the, you know, the government was just a bunch of jerks and, you know, there are all these dudes always trying to get help and just, you know, having doors shut. And I, I've realized that that can be sometimes the case. I have listened to some of the town hall meetings uh, that the VA does in various locations. And I've, you know, I've heard some of the extreme circumstances that, you know, veterans have been put in, but you know, to, to double back to what I was saying earlier, I have found that honestly, the biggest uh, disconnect between veterans and getting help, unfortunately, sometimes is the veteran, and unfortunately, it's sometimes the uh, support network or the lack of support network that they have around them. Where mm-hmm. it can either uh, mitigate stress if they have a good network, or it could amplify stress depending on uh, the lack of support that they have. So if you know they have friends and families, and you know uh, boyfriend, girlfriend you know, whatever they, they, you know, they choose to identify as in uh, this day and age, Uh, if they have those, you know, good support networks that, you know, encourage them and, you know, say things like, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, you're doing a good job. I've noticed a change. You look healthier. You seem happier. Like those Mm kind of things are, you know, reaffirming. And honestly, sometimes like, I'm like a, I'm just like a German shepherd. Like food is a powerful motivator.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: If it's just like, oh, they got, you know they they got sandwiches at this meeting. Like, pff, forget about it. I'm probably going to be there. I'll
2: be uh, there. Don't <laughs> worry. But,
0: but then in the uh, the opposite side, if they have um, you know their immediate support network, if they are constantly being draining, if they're constantly uh, looked at as the person who has to provide answers and solutions to everyone else's problems, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder for them to focus on themselves. So yeah, you know, I I would challenge anyone. Uh, just as I did myself a few years ago to kind of acknowledge uh, what you invest your time and energy into because some people say, well I don't have time to to research my benefits but then they spend you know two hours a day on social media and it's like right, dude, yeah. like exactly if, like I I get it like things are important like you could even like research things in between sets while you're working out like Depending on, you know, the 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 amount of weight and the repetitions, like you might need anywhere between one to three minutes for a break in between sets. If you're in the gym for 30 sets, like that's a fair amount of time that you can spend researching benefits versus, you know, looking at mm-hmm. porn or whatever on your phone. <laughs> and so I, I do feel that um, that some people who who feel like they don't have the capacity to do it, I I would challenge them to maybe just for a day or two journal where they spend their time. And you can honestly start to identify where things are that are not fruitful endeavors. And then Mm -hmm. if you take time away from that, you can invest in yourself and then you'll be better off to help everyone else later on.
2: I I agree. Uh, I think there's a lot of parts in our, especially in my day where I find like, I'm literally doing nothing right now. What could I do to busy myself that I I can get done and I can accomplish in this half an hour that I'm not? I'm not working, I'm not sleeping, I'm not eating, what can I do? And then I'll I'll sit down at the computer and be like, oh, I can there's this festival going on. I can go here, plan yeah. it out, figure it out for maybe it's six months from now, but at least I did it and now I have yeah. something in the books that's done.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I and can keep going. Yeah. And it's equally important to be able to identify that time just to be able to chill the fuck out. Uh, because sometimes, you know, uh, givers give and takers take. And uh, if you are of a giving spirit, sometimes you put so much energy into everything else and, you know, an empty pot cannot pour. And, uh, you know, sometimes it is important just to carve out and be like, all right, cool. Like I'm turning my notifications off. I'm, you know, lighting some candles, putting some bath salts in a, in a nice uh, hot, you know, bath. And I'm just going to sit there and, you know, yep. listen to, uh, mud vein or mega death for half an hour however you relax
2: with a bowl of chicken wing dip <laughs> <laughs> i i have this little ledge that i, I put in my phone and i i just played yeah. Bob, bob's burgers because i'm obsessed and i can't survive without bob's burgers going on in the background <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's 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 a fair assessment um samantha and i have uh binge watched that quite a bit um uh, yeah so i guess uh, speaking of um now that we've talked about all the, uh, you know, the feel-good stuff, I have to ask you, what's it like being a pageant winner, um, trying to be in an environment with uh, a bunch of veterans who are notoriously a little bit <laughs> ambitious in their, uh, their dating endeavors?
2: Uh, it, <laughs> I do get a lot of requests on Facebook from guys in the military that I have no association with. I yeah. think a ro- a Royal Marine tried to follow me on Instagram one time. And I'm like, I have, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Where, how did you even find me? You're on the other side of the pond, dude. Um, but I, I've been very lucky. Uh, a lot of the guys that I work with are, are fantastic. Um, yeah. Some of them, some of them are very good family men and they have beautiful families with their wives and, you know, Keep it that way, I guess you would say. <laughs> um, but well, there, though, there... that was a
0: very pageant-like uh, answer, have uh, so I guess the listeners want to know: Have you ever gone on a date with a guy that you've met at an event, or again a girl or raccoon or whatever you're into?
2: Trash pandas. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I I have not. Um, I tried to do like a fundraiser kind of thing of you know, win a dance with Miss New York. And it kind of didn't, it didn't go over very well. I don't know why. Um, but no, actually, I haven't gone on a date in years.
0: <laughs> Young lady, we were just talking about doing things for yourself. Like, I don't know, maybe you need to like hit up an old flame or like slide into <laughs> a crush's DMs or something. But like, you you need to take some time for yourself and go on a nice uh, romantic date, not Netflix and chill or whatever. Like.
2: Yeah, I I know. I, I have someone in my life that uh, I'm very close with, but you know, things don't always mesh right at the right time. And we, we we take the time to see each other every once in a while and have fun and go out, but that's that's about it. I like I like to sit at home unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think nap, naps with your cat are probably the best thing in the world, I'd say.
0: And what have is your kids. cat's name?
2: Um <sighs> Legally. (laughs) So her name is Fleur. Legally, her name is Fleur. Um, I actually found her as a stray kitten and my mom was like, no more cats. But I was like, well, what do I do? I'm not going to leave this kitten here. Um, So I took her to the to the shelter that I was volunteering with at the time. And um, the animal control officer named her after me because we have the same hair color (laughs) and we're both gingers. Um, And eventually she kind of like bonded to me Um, and I was still volunteering and uh, they were just like, just, just take her, just take her home. She's yours. (laughs) So like three months later I took her home. Um, But now I I refer to her as muffin because I I, I couldn't figure out a better name than Fleur. Like what, (laughs) how could you do any better um so it's kind of changed it's kind of changed throughout the years it went from kitten to marie to muffin so i think i think that's what we're gonna stick with
0: right Right on uh so that's super adorable uh (laughs) big shout out to muffin for making a guest appearance and do you have any final thoughts to leave our listeners with anything that we didn't cover anything you'd like to mention or anyone you'd like to shout out
2: um I'd really like to thank, um, thank Jordan and my buddy Josh and Pat for not only putting these types of events together, but also inspiring me to do more um, because obviously we all, we all get busy and we all have our own lives that, that take over and we forget about things, but you need to make sure you have time to not only take care of yourself, but take care of the ones around you. Um, so maybe it might be a couple months of me not doing something to benefit others. But then when I, I sit down, I'm like, okay, what can I do in the next couple months to help those around me? Because it's it's very important to me, um, to do that. And don't forget to take the time for yourself because that was something I struggled with for a long time is yeah. I was, I was very passionate about making others happy, but I didn't realize it for myself that I also needed to do that. Yeah. And uh, probably the past two years, I've I've been learning, um, and I've gotten a lot better. And I think I'm think I'm pretty good now. So don't don't forget to <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to do that. And if if you need help, or you 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 think that you know, I've been really agitated lately, and I don't know what's going on. There are so many services out there that you can reach out to to get the help, and to even just talk to someone to bounce your ideas off of and figure out what you're lacking and what needs, what needs to be there to help you get through the times that you're struggling through.
0: Well, uh, I I don't think I could have said it better than that. So (laughs) bye.
2: (laughs) Bye.